Ready? Steady! Let's go! Whee! Where are we going, Noah? To Hollywood, Brett. What for? It's the great Hollywood adventure. But I'm scared. Don't worry. We're going to have lots of guests along the way. Like the Wizard of Oz? Even better. Yay! Let's, Let's get, get the, the show, show started. Hey, everybody. Good morning and welcome to the great Hollywood adventure. Yes. I'm, no I'm oh, Noah. Oh, oh, and I'm Brett. <laughs> So, and today we are here with the great Lisa London, uh, casting director, um, has the company uh, London Stroud Casting Company with her partner, uh, Catherine Stroud. Correct. And, uh, and, and her book, From Start to Stardom, which is an advocate for actors. Hi, guys. Hey. <laughs> yeah, thanks for being on the show. This is, in, this is exciting. So. Yeah, thank Happy. you so much. Happy to be here. Yeah. Um, so, Lisa, tell us a little bit about kind of um, what you do as a casting director and, and kind of what prompted you to write this awesome book. Okay, well, as far as what a casting director does, we're in charge of finding talent for film, television, theater, commercials, whatever the project is, web series, interactive games, anything. So we're always the guys looking for talent and putting the talent together in one of those kind of projects, right? And yeah. so we look for talent in all kinds of places, you know? So it's not just through agents and managers. It could be when we've done searches across the country for different things, we've looked in uh, all kinds of places. When we did a pilot a year ago for Disney, we looked in at Quinceanera festivals for a girl because we were trying to find the next Selena Gomez. Oh, so, oh wow. Yeah. Uh. So we, we'll do unconventional and conventional when and, we're looking for talent. And your partner uh, and yourself have some pretty big successes from the pilot of Hannah Montana, movies like House Bunny and Grandma's Boy. Right. Yeah, yeah. So what, uh, yeah, so go, uh, feel free to embe embellish and go, and go ahead with that. <laughs> Yeah, well, when we were doing Hannah, we saw over 1,200 girls for the role that Miley ended up getting. We searched all over across the country and everywhere. Um, got audition tapes from all kinds of different places, plus saw people who came in and read for us. Um, it was an awesome experience, you know. We really loved it. And finding Miley, you know, Catherine and I saw an audition tape of hers originally. We really uh, thought she had something special. Um, she had no experience in film or TV. She'd been on uh, stage with her dad, Billy Ray Cyrus, right, yeah. singing. And uh, so we just saw this girl was going to be a star. And we brought it when she came, she ended up taping originally. We show, uh, Then we had a retape. I gave her some pointers. And then her um, when she came out to Los Angeles, we worked with her, brought her in. And she had quite a few auditions before right. she got yeah. that job. It wasn't like, oh, one, two. It took a few, you know. Right, right. It's a process. Um, same when we did, you know, House Bunny, who, you know, Emma Stone and Kat Dennings and Catherine McPhee. Are, I love Kat Dennings. Yeah, and they've her. all gone on to have hugely successful careers. Yeah. So that's what we really love putting together, a great ensemble of talent. It's so much fun. <laughs> uh, that that's that's pretty awesome. And and you've been uh, running your company with your partner Catherine Stroud. Right. Um, and how how did how did that come about? Um, well, okay. So here's the thing. Catherine and I have been together for 
Oh, I think about 20 years, 21 years. It's like a marriage. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, I think it was longer than uh, both of our first marriages. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Wow. Anyways, uh, anyways, so, but, um, so yeah, what happened is we, Catherine came out here from Canada and she, she was from Toronto actually, and she was a children's theater director. Oh, nice. And she wanted, uh, was looking for a gig and somebody introduced us friends wise and I happened to be looking for an assistant. And so I said, hey, do you want to do this and she said yeah I think that would be fun and so we, she worked for me as an assistant for a couple of years and then I uh, had my first child my son and when I had my first kid she went off and worked at Paramount for a while and um, she, so then afterwards we came back together as partners Oh, I love time. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've been together a long time. For you sure. know, it's 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 something that you know when you're out there looking at talent all the time. I think you have a you have a knack to to be able to find someone that you want to work as a partner because you can you you have that that talent radar is up. And yeah, so you well, can send someone that's going to be a good partner for you. Yeah. What also what what is great about it is when you have a partnership. You know, we both have different viewpoints and we both have our own taste. But then, as a producer or a director, you get both of those. Mm-hmm, you right. get all the taste of both of us combined. So you kind of get more than you know. You get a, an abundance. In right. Way. Right. And it's uh, we work really well together. So right. yeah, it's really fun. Yeah, that is something that that it's it's always good to have somebody that can do uh, similar stuff that that you can do, but also that has that extra skill set to bring to yeah. the table. It really does help complement. And, and let's Brett and I have that a lot. Like there's a lot of crossover, but there's a lot of things that that each of us have our strengths in, and and we work to complement each other. Absolutely, and, and we both have a really strong eye for talent. Yeah, we are always looking for new talent. You know, that's part of what we really like when we discover somebody or we bring somebody new to the party. And, you know, when they go on to have hugely successful careers, we kind of feel like, hey, we had a part in that. Yeah. No, totally. Well, I mean, Hannah, you know, Hannah Montana, I mean, Miley, I mean, basically uh, from that show, she is hugely successful. Yeah, she's a and superstar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, 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 and many other of the people that you guys have worked with. Yeah, I mean, we put Jennifer Aniston in her first movie. For Leprechaun, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Then, um, um, and then the funny thing is we cast her in a, in a series called The Edge, which was a sketch comedy show that was on Fox. It was before Mad TV, and she was on that, and that was before Friends. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, so you know, you could knew Jennifer was going to be a star. Yeah, uh, now, <laughs> For sure. now, um, what really? So you 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 were born and raised in Los Angeles, and your father was a, a very well known TV director. Correct. So Jason London. Jerry. Jerry London. Jerry London. Jerry what was London. I thinking? Like Jerry's <laughs> Deli. <laughs> but doesn't own Jerry's Deli. <laughs> yeah. And so so how did that kind of influence you? Well, okay. So what the deal is? My dad, Jerry London, directed everything from Brady Bunch, Partridge Family, Six Million Dollar Man, Kojak, all these television shows, and then he went on to become the king of the miniseries. And my dad uh, was the first director to direct all the episodes. Of of a miniseries. He directed Shogun with Richard Chamberlain, mm-hmm. and he did Chiefs with Charlton Heston, and wow. it was Danny Glover's first, one of his first projects, and 
He did uh, another miniseries with Richard Burton and Faye Dunaway called Ellis Island. So wow. the, as a kid, I grew up on sets. I After school, my friends go, where are you going? I go, oh, I'm going over to the set and hang out with my dad. You want to come? <laughs> you know? That's so, so cool. It was just something I did, right? It was fun. It was, you know, but I, I was always interested in actors. And I always would sit down and talk to the actors on the set. And I'd go, hey, how did you become successful? And what did you do? And what happened is uh, when I graduated college, well, during the summers of college, a number of times I worked as a production assistant for my dad on sets. And then um, I worked after I graduated from University of Southern California, right. <laughs> yeah, USC, go Trojans. Um, <laughs> I ended up uh, working as a production assistant on a pilot he did. Um, for Aaron Spelling Productions and the casting directors at that time my dad let me sit in in the casting sessions and so they asked my opinion oh, and, nice. and oh, I'd wow. say and they'd say what do you think I go oh he's really good I really like him oh what do you think of him uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so it ended up that a like three months later, they called me and offered me a job. Wow. And I, that's how I became an assistant. And the funny thing was when I got into casting and I was working as an assistant for this very big company, it was Lynn Stolmester and Tony Howard at the time. And they, you know, Lynn had done all these, they'd done huge movies, right? And um, I thought, wow, this is the right path for me because I really have always liked actors and been interested in actors, and here I am now as an assistant. And I said, oh, this whole makes sense. You know, sometimes yeah. your path you don't totally see when you first, you know, right. when you're in college or whatever, you're not sure. But then that made total sense to me. It's it's like that's such an incredible story, and it's it's such an incredible segue from one thing to the next to to where you know you now have your own casting company yeah, yeah. it's Absolutely. almost like this natural evolution yeah no hundred percent yeah. yeah. sometimes yeah. some people go I don't know what my journey is and what I'm gonna do in life but I I always knew I would be in show business yeah. because yeah. I always liked it I was one of those that liked to go and hang out at a set oh I could sit there for hours yeah, your favorite mm-hmm. after-school activity <laughs> yeah it was it was so fun I, and I have old pictures of me you know from when I was a kid on the set with Lee Majors or Telly Smallis oh, or David Cassidy you know with my friends right. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. So looking back at all those all those wonderful moments that you were on the sets and stuff, um, is there a moment that from comes from the screen that you look back at as being inspiring or, or a moment in movie history that that uh, you just remember a moment in, in a movie that was like, wow, this is a cool moment? Uh, well, you know, one of my most favorite movies when I was growing up was Gone with the Wind. Yeah. And uh, Vivian Lee and Clark Gable, and it was such an amazing movie. And, uh, you know, uh, my favorite, one of my favorite moments is when Clark Gable turns to Vivian Lee and says, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I love that. And, you know, there's sometimes now in life, you know, as an independent casting director, you know, we're like actors. We're out there promoting and having to get our jobs and stuff like that. And sometimes there'll be a moment and I'll go... Okay, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> you know I mean? Like I'll have to go. It's okay. You can let it go. You can let it go. Right, right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you gotta have that. You gotta have that ability to just be tough sometimes. Yeah, right, well, right. it's very much about persistence. Yeah. You know, I'm always I tell actors that all the time. You know, if this is your dream and this is your passion, you gotta go. You gotta persist, because you just never know when 
what audition is going to turn your life around. You right. know, you don't know if it's the first or the 200th or the 2000th right, audition, right. you know. I've heard stories of actors who said, well, I think I'm going to go home. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and then they that next audition is the one that changes their career. Right, right. Yeah. Well, it's it's either going to be the last audition that changes your career or the last audition that ends your career. Yeah. So, yep. And, you know, <laughs> it's up to you, but it's a choice, isn't it? Yeah. It's really a choice as to which road you take. You right, know? right. So, um, yeah. Uh, oh, I well, my, my brain farted. I forgot what I was going to say. Well, yeah, I would ahead. love to. You know, I, I, we we kind of uh, went off on 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 how you started your journey and, yeah. and your adventure. I would love to just kind of because now you've got this this awesome book that's out. Right. Um, tell tell everybody out there listening how the book came to be and uh, and kind of what uh, what they can expect in it. Okay, great. Well, what happened is I have a friend of mine and we had gone. Her name's Rochelle Goodrich, and um, we were away on a trip together in Boston a few years ago. And I said to her, you know, I've been thinking about writing a book. And she said, Oh, really? About what? And I said, You know, for actors. And she goes, oh, my God, that's a great idea. And and she goes, I can totally see that, and we should totally do that. And all she was helped me. Like, she was the co-writer to help me and make sure, okay, we were doing this. Because it takes work to write a book. Oh, yes. It's yes. not something, oh, hey, overnight, I've written a book. You know, yeah. it took us a while. But the great thing about it was I was really, I've gotten asked so many times by actors and by parents and by teens and guys graduating high school, any age, hey, how do you get started in the business? Or how do I get an agent? Or how do I find a good photographer? What happens in the casting office? Or why don't I get a callback? So I thought, oh, wow, I have all this knowledge, and I'm going to write a book to help actors. And that's what I did. I wrote a very, um, like, friendly user-friendly book on here's like the a to z guide of the business of acting Mm. yeah and something that i i think it gets glossed over so frequently and like you know because i don't know there's there's a lot of schools there's a lot of training and it's so it's so crucial that that actors have that that segment of their career you know that they they have the, the chops necessary to perform but so many times we get lost without all of that the business side of acting. Right. And, and I, I think it's so crucial. Yeah, Megan Hilty, who was on Wicked on Broadway, and she was in Smash, and she was on Sean Saves the World, She, I cast her in her first um, television job on The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Yeah. Nice. And she said, I wish I had this book when I graduated college. Because so many people come out of college, and they're going, okay, great, now what do I do? Yeah. Right. You know, I don't think enough colleges teach about the business of acting. Oh, not they teach at all. the not theater and the right. drama and all that stuff. But okay, great, I've graduated. Now what do I do? Yeah, right. <laughs> and this book is totally a how, how do you get discovered and what do you do to promote yourself and all of that. It gives, you know, it's got tons of websites in it and lots of information to help actors. Basically every everything from from the momager to the <laughs> to to the to your headshots to auditions and and how to prepare and and how to get and how to talk to and, and approach agents and right yeah and I I had I was great because part of the development of when we were writing the book is I got a very successful agent from Abrams artist Pam Fisher and a very successful manager Bonnie Leitke and a director Rich Carell and some up and coming actors and they actually put gave me some interviews which are in the book right right which I think is great because then you get their point of view too of how they got started there 
how 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 do you talk to an agent or how do you talk to a manager yeah. all of that stuff so there's really the insight from many different minds from many different perspectives coming into the business or or being in the business and seeing people come in right and then also i put in like things you could do and you know like worksheet pages of things mm. you could do so you yeah. know cuz part of reading a book like this i think is not just reading it you want to be able to do things right. and apply it and that's part of what I did when I read this book absolutely and like you know the best way to learn like you can because you can learn retain stuff if you hear it you can retain like I think it's 10% of what you of what you hear and 20% of what you see <laughs> but then it's like 90% of what you actually like do right so if you're like doing this stuff in the workbook it, it, you're going to retain that that knowledge right. so much better you so. know and I've had a lot of I've had a number of people tell me, oh, I keep this book on my bed <laughs> at night, or this is the my Bible at night, you know, or whatever. It's so funny to me, but I go, great, I'm I'm glad it's helping, you know. Yeah. Where, uh, where is the book? Where can people get the book? Okay, so you can get it in a number of places. You can go to um, the fromstarttostardom.com website, and that will direct you to where to get it. But you can also go at it at Amazon.com if you live in Los Angeles. They have it at Samuel French Bookstore. Uh -huh. If you live in New York, they have it at the Drama Bookstore. Ooh. And if you're in Canada, they have it online at bizbooks.com. Oh. <laughs> so, so, yeah, wherever you are, you can get it. And, and then yeah. uh, do you have social media set up that people can check out for that for this, from start to yes, start? Yes, I do. You can, you know, on the Twitter and um, on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Facebook is from start to stardom. Um, Instagram, it is from start to stardom, and on Twitter, I think it's start to the number two stardom. Uh, <laughs> yeah, somebody else had it. Huh? No, it's just, <laughs> I think it has to do with um, it has to be a certain length, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, the problem. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah, so awesome. Um, all right, so without giving away too much of what's in the book, because obviously we don't want to give everything away, um, <laughs> do you do you have some like very cool practical tips and, and, and advice that, that you can share with our listeners today that can set them on their path to stardom? Yeah, I mean, my simple, like, brief little tips that I would say is when you're auditioning, um, the main things are really being prepared yeah. and doing your research. Um, you know... People, I think, sometimes might take that for granted. But if you are going to go in for a movie, say Gary Marshall movie, um, who I love, I love Gary Marshall movies, um, what do you do? Oh, okay, you research it. You look him up on IMDb. You go, oh, look, he's done all these movies. And now you well, maybe you watch a few of them. Yeah. You're going in on a TV show. What kind of comedy is it? Is it more... Uh, broad comedy is it played for the irony what kind of comedy is it right. if it's a drama show what kind of drama show is it it's really important to do your research and in this day and age because we can google everything you can there's no excuses anymore right, right? Yeah. you know i used to have actors well i don't have cable <laughs> i go yeah okay that doesn't matter anymore right no. so um that's really important you got to do your homework you got to do your research and then another uh tip i would say is about your choice as actors it's your moment to use your creative imagination so you get to decide how you're going to play a character right right but you got to make a choice you got to read that piece of material and you got to decide what that character is about. You got to decide the inner life of that character and you get to decide how am I going to play it? Yeah. And that's really up to you. But you want to make one 
it, it, you know, some people will go, well, I don't know, and I, I, I'm not sure how to do this, or okay, and they just play it kind of flat. Well, right. that's not going to be that interesting, right. <laughs> right? Yeah. So we're looking for you to make a choice. And when you come in an audition, you know, we'll say, okay, that's good, do this, and we'll tweak it and go, okay, let's make it do this. So we want you to do the best you can do. Do you find that a lot of actors make the same choices, like with, with like roles that are coming in, if they're not fully investigating and enveloping themselves? You mean when they come in for auditions? Yeah, for a, like like for the same sides. If you're reading, you know, fifty people. Oh, are all the um some of them? Yeah, will make the same choice. A lot of people will take the safe road. Right. You know, I always say to actors, you know how in the dialogue and sometimes in parentheses they'll say he, the writer, will have written he's angry or he's sad or he's upset. You know. Right. But there's all kinds of ways to play anger. Right. You don't have to be yelling and screaming. Right. right? And if you're sad, do you have to be crying through the whole thing? No. Do you know what I mean? So there's all different. In a scene, we're looking for different emotions to, through a scene. Right. So we're not looking. You don't want to necessarily play anger. I'm pissed off and I'm yelling at through the right. entire you thing. You want to see a range. We want to see a range. Of colors. And we want to yeah. see a range of emotions. And that's part of your job as actors to come up with that choice. Now, we will help you with it. Yeah. You know, when we go, oh, okay, Brett, hey, that's really good. Okay, do this. Thank you. Here. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, a great job. Okay, try this. So we'll do that. Right, right. When when do you think, uh, I mean, not getting too personal on it, but when do you think enough is enough when you have an actor in a room and then you're ready to move move on? You mean in terms of what, like whether they've they've I've worked with them and we go okay that's good and yeah yeah e either either you get what you want or you don't well yeah you get to that point <laughs> either you do or you don't right I'll always try but you know that's how I am I'm a I love actors and I always want actors to succeed so right. I will try really hard to get the best performance out of them that I can you know um one of the things I will say that's really important when you come into an audition is you must you know be present be there, right? Because sometimes, let's say, you're stuck in the rejections or other auditions you didn't get. So you come in for an audition for me, but you're thinking about, right. oh, I'm not going to get it, or, oh, this happened before, yeah. or even though I'm working on it, you know. So you have that negative energy. Right, right. Okay, now, if you have that negative energy and I give you a piece of direction, do you think you're going to process it? Right. Oh, no way. Right. Yeah. No, right? So you want to be present. You want to you leave the baggage <laughs> outside yeah. the door, and then you're there, present, willing to work and take the direction. You know, because if you come in with a director and you have a callback with a director and a producer, the same thing, they give you a note, you got to be able to go boom, 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 and process yeah. it, right? Yeah. And that is such good advice for, like, not just when you're in the audition room, but just for every interaction. I mean, mm -hmm. if you can if you can kind of consciously say for every time you're going to meet somebody or, or that you're going to show up in audition that, hey, I'm going to focus on this person right now. I'm going to focus on the task at hand. I'm going to be present in this moment. You can do wonders. And I think you can really sort of maximize that time that you're going to be there right and uh and, and it's it's something that i think gets glossed over and, and you know you can prepare all you want but if you're sitting there thinking about traffic and, and you show up late all that preparation just goes out the window right yeah. and that i think preparation starts when you get in your you know leave your house and you're in the car so right. you want to just that's the zone i think you want to be in absolutely you know absolutely. you're not thinking about 
all the past or I had a fight with my girlfriend yeah. <laughs> or my boyfriend, whatever. You don't, that's, you got to leave that stuff outside. And, and again, tying back to that preparation, when you, when you do your research on the script, when you do your research on the director and the, mm-hmm. and the, and the showrunner and all that, you're able to sort of let go of all that worry because, hey, you, you've, you've done all that. So then you can, you can really focus on the moment. And you know the sides well enough to to show up and, right. and be present in the moment where you're not thinking about, oh, I don't know if I know that right. the answer to that question. And that's very important yeah. for right. actors I is mean, to fully know material. You know, some actors like Giovanni Ribisi, you guys know who he is from Saving Private Ryan yeah. and yeah, Avatar yeah. and all these great projects. Well, I gave him one of his first jobs on Ellen. You know, the Ellen, Ellen had a series um, called These Friends of Mine. Oh, and yeah. then they changed it to Ellen, but I gave him a part of a grocery store clerk. He came in and read, and he did the entire scene. His choice was he read the scene cross-eyed, so I don't even know how he saw this. Oh, wow. <laughs> but later, as he went on to be very, very successful, you know, he would go in when, if a character, let's say, I forgot what movie, but let's say the character's part of his thing was he was very new about the whole book War and Peace mm. or something. This was a guy who would read War and Peace. I mean... Just to be in that frame of mind. That's I mean, incredible. You know, so it's, um, you know, you got to really do that research and how far are you willing to go to really understand who that character is, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and there's always someone willing to work harder. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that can be true. And then you, you want to be friends with that person. <laughs> <laughs> so they inspire you. Yes. Push exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, hey, can you do research on these sides for me, buddy? (laughs) Yeah, 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 you know. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, you know, when you read about a lot of these guys who are nominated for Academy Awards right now, you know, Michael Fassbender and they're just, you know, when you, Mark Mark Ruffalo and Christian Bale, and when you read about, like, what they were, how they prepared, you know, and how they really figured out and they really, you know, read about Steve, he read about Steve Jobs or read Aaron Sorkin's script a million times so he really understood that character what these different actors do to prepare and to create the inner life of the character it's really they're preparing (laughs) you know yeah and so we should take a lesson out of their book because that's why they're so successful absolutely I mean speaking of like of taking lessons out of out of people who have been down that path and, and have paved the road before us. Mm-hmm. Um, what is, what are some of the tips or advice that you have for people to expand their network and to find even mentors or, or people who have paved the road before them? Um, what are the, what are some good ways to network? What are some some ways that you would say um, can help them find people who can inspire them? In terms of being an actor or anything. Well, I think being let's keep it specific to being an actor. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how do you broaden your your circle of influence within you know within your friends and and your mentors? Well, I think a couple of good things. One is as actors, I think it's good to be in an acting class. Yeah. I say that because that is a good networking opportunity. It's also a good way to try out different characters that maybe you haven't tried before. You know, like maybe you're so used to playing this one kind of character. But, and you might be a little bit scared to try something out of your sort of range. But in acting class, that's a good way to go about and do it. It's a, you know, because you get to try new things and that's why you're in a class. Yeah. So that's a great way to network. You never know. They do showcases. 
Um, also, I think if you meet some casting directors, it's a really good idea to be a reader, if you can be a reader for a casting director. Yeah. Because that's a great way to see what goes on on the other side of the table. And you'll get to see all the do's and don'ts that actors do. Right. And you'll be like, oh, my God, I didn't know that. Or I do that. Oh, my God, I shouldn't <laughs> be doing that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So those are good ways, I think, being a class. I also think performing. Just, you know, get go audition for theater right. is a good way or also uh, perform you know there's so many more ways now to create and create your own outlets you know all the YouTube videos <laughs> that are out there and people who've been very successful in that world and you know we didn't have that before right so I think it's a good way and you you know do what you guys do you know you make these reels for actors you know you don't have a reel you can come and you can talk to you guys and you can write us scenes for them based on what they want to do and then you shoot it and you edit it and you get a, this great reel I think that's a really good thing because you're also meeting you guys and you're meeting other actors that you have them do the scenes with so there's all kinds of ways I think you can get out there but you can't sit in your house yeah. <laughs> or your apartment and think oh it's just gonna happen I'm just gonna sit back and do nothing unless it's part of your really famous YouTube channel yes yeah. exactly <laughs> unless it's your really famous YouTube channel yeah. but, but you still then it's you in the house and right. you're really famous. you gotta get out there and meet some people right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. ignore you know, what I just said no, no, no it's true but yeah. you know or unless you go and research where like all the laundromats that all the agents and casting directors go to, <laughs> <laughs> just hang out there. Yeah, yeah. Right. or the different restaurants. Right. That they go to for right. sure. Right. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, but yeah. I think it's good. I think that's you've got to get yourself out there, especially when you're first starting. How you got to get known. You yeah. got to get people to know you. Absolutely. You know? Now, now, I know you, you talk on this uh, in your book a lot, um, but just what's some insight into the right headshot for an actor, bringing in, you know, pet peeves about the headshot looking like the actor or whatnot and, and all that all that jazz? Well, the main thing is that exactly, that it should look like you, right? So if you've changed your hair color or you've lost 30 pounds or whatever, you got to take a new headshot, right? Yeah. What's the most important thing in a headshot? Do you guys know? Your eyes. Yay, Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that is true. You know, they say that your eyes are the windows to your soul, right? And it's that you, your eyes and who you are in a headshot, you want to convey that, right? So if you're a little bit goofy, that's okay to be. We want to see a little bit of that quirk in that picture, but we're not looking for the, you know, in the old days, you know, in the, they had those very proper, beautiful Oh my God, Greto <laughs> Garbo headshot. We, that's not what we're looking for. Right, like Gene Kelly. Or yeah, <laughs> we're just looking. Well, but we're just looking for you to be you, in a yeah. headshot, right? So, and remember now, most of the submissions are done online, so mm -hmm. they're very little. We're talking little squares, right? Right. Two inches, one inch by two inches by two inches, right? So, you got to really kind of. That's what we're looking at these headshots first. So. Before we look at your resume. Th that's actually a very interesting question. Um, when you do get submissions, if you're doing a television show and you have a guest star, mm -hmm. I mean, how many submissions are you getting? How many are you able to bring in for one role? And, and you know, how, how do you look at them? It always varies. You could have, I did this one, I did hit the floor on VH1 and we had these part of the pretty girls in their 20s or whatever. 
a thousand for a guest star. I mean, it was a ton. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then we go through them and we pick, okay, she looks good. She looks good. And then we'll click and look at their resumes and stuff like that. But it varies. You know, I could tell you I bring in 25 for a guest star role to start. And then I go, okay, I need another 25. It just depends. You know, I try to find like five or six that I want to bring in to producers and directors or that I want to show them on tape. So it now, just depends how many. There's no set like it's always this. Right, it always right, right. changes. Right, yeah. right. Now, how, when, when you're looking at the submissions, so you look at the headshots, you look at the resume. Are you looking at reels? How much time do you take to look at reels? You know, I only on that, I tend to like, let's say I look at your headshot, then your resume, and then I'll have you come in and read, right? So I'll tape you for our, you know, we're going to put you on tape for our audition, for our director or producer, right? But um, we'll look at a reel, um, not always. It just depends what it is. Like, let's say it's something and I go, oh, I want to see if he can play this part right. and I'll look at the reel. But if I'm, I'm like, okay, or maybe I can take him right to producers or directors and I can look and go, yeah, he, I know him uh, good enough and he can go because right, I right, like right. what he's done. But we try to read, you know, most of the people unless, obviously. Right, right. Yeah. But before, you're, before you bring them into your producers and your director, the people who are actually hiring you guys. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. Now, uh, what, what, this is a question we don't ask a lot. What is an agency pitch like to you? What is an, oh. <laughs> when, when an agency pitches their talent. Mm. Well, Catherine and, Catherine and I have really good relationships with um, lots of agents and managers, so they'll either call us and say, hey, I have this great client who's perfect for this, we want you to see, or they'll email us, hey, here's this guy, could you check him out, we think he's amazing. That's usually, it's pretty simple. Pretty plain <laughs> yeah. and standard. But based on, you know, we trust agents and managers, they do an amazing job, and so we have them, you know, if they say, hey, I have this guy, and we really want you to meet him, we go, okay. I mean, we're open like that, because we're always trying to find, oh, hey, who's gonna be the next amazing guy? Right, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I cast Mark Ruffalo very early in his career on an episode of Due South, which was a show shooting in Canada. So, you know, I remember that. Like, somebody calling me, you gotta meet this guy. I met him. He's amazing. And look at him now. Yeah. Yeah. Nominated yeah. for Oscar after Oscar. Uh, I mean, that's gotta feel it. so incredible <laughs> having those having those notches on your belt and you just look back and see these flourishing careers that you've yeah. helped along yeah, the way. It's yeah, it's true. I mean, it's awesome. You know, yeah. it's so fun. <laughs> what was one of the uh, What was one of the most interesting stories as far as like find like Did you ever meet somebody in the grocery store and you're like, oh my goodness, you're gonna be perfect for this role? <laughs> <laughs> I have met people in all kinds of crazy places. I mean, I did um, a show on HBO for seven years called Arliss. Yeah. with Robert Wool and you know it was about a sports agent so we used to have to sometimes find guys who could really play I mean there were actors like if you were going to play the quarterback you had to really show you could throw a ball and look like a quarterback right but sometimes we had to find something that we didn't find through an agent or manager yeah. so we like there was a basketball player who was like 16 years old and he had uh, was an African American and had to be a really good player so we went to pickup games <laughs> yeah. but hey you mm, you have any interest in acting yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean we've done all kinds of crazy things like really you know uh, so anyways it's it, it, 
we found people in all different places, and I've gone into many restaurants or been in different places. Are you an actor? <laughs> <laughs> you audition for this? What do they say to you? They're like, are you crazy? <laughs> no, a lot of them, if you're in Los Angeles, go, yes. Yes, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> right. No, I'm an actor. Okay, great. I'm Lisa London. Here's my card. I want to read you. And they're like, shocked, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, really? oh, man, this town is easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did that just happen? Right. <laughs> you know? Right. But, yeah. What are some other ways that that uh, that you can, that help an actor getting in the door on that, you know, to cut through that those thousand submissions? Um, you know, aside from aside from a good headshot. Um, like, for example, on the resume, like, what what's a good... What's a good thing to have on the resume? Well, you know, in terms of resume, you're looking for what you've done. Now, some people, when they're first starting, they don't have a lot of what, right. you know, projects that they've done. So are you in a class? Are you doing theater? How are you studying anywhere? What are you doing? Have you made, you know, I'm not saying you want to have 15 web series on your resume or 10 YouTube videos. But, you know, if there's a couple, that shows that you're, you know, active and doing stuff. So... Um, and even with kids, you know, they don't have a ton of credits, but yeah. it's like maybe they're doing a show at school or they've been in theater or it just depends when you're new and up and coming. I just met a little a girl from Atlanta last week. She doesn't have a ton of credits. You know, she's been a few little things in school and she was reading for a recurring role on a show, on a Disney show, and she was really good. She had yeah. really good timing, understood comedy, but she didn't have a million credits. You know what I'm saying? So the resume is like those things that, you know, you're working on, whether it's you have a ton of credits or you don't, but that's what's important on that yeah. in terms of, and keep it real, don't lie. Yeah, that's <laughs> important. You know, I've I known people who said, oh, yeah, and they'll put something down on the resume that they were, oh, I was in this movie, and then they come in your office, you go, mm, really? Because I cast that, I don't remember. <laughs> 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 you know? That's so that's funny. not that's not a good plan. Don't lie on a resume, you know. Right, right. No. right, right. But you asked me also, what else can you do? I mean, it's important. I think you know, if you're passionate, let's say you're really passionate and you're you want to be on Scandal. That's your favorite show. Love that show, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, you know, write a note to the casting director. Well, I don't know. Linda might kill me for saying that, but <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I'm just saying, like, we get notes from actors. Hey, you know, hey, love your work. Love to be on the show. Keep it real. It's not, not, you know, right. BS, but I'm just saying you – that's another way. Send a postcard. You know, actors, you can send out postcards saying, hey, I just got cast in this or I just got an agent or, you know, and when you meet casting directors, it's great to send a thank you note and say, hey, great to meet you. Thanks so much. It just puts your name in front of them again. The follow-up is so important, I think. Um, you know, and again, it's not just for actors. I mean, this is something that right. I'm finally just like, it, it's that whole idea of eating the frog. Like I'm finally like getting myself to follow up and it's magic. Yeah. It's like sending that email because nobody does it. Totally. Nobody follows up in this town. Right. And it's like, well, I'm sure it's just not this town, but it's every town. Like, like people just don't follow up. So when you do, you really stand out. Yeah. And like you can, you can make, you can make somebody who, who, you know, a connection that maybe it was a, a, an okay first impression. Right. You know, and you just kind of slipped under the radar. Yeah. But if you send a follow up email, 
you're going to go up and score some major points. Well, yeah, and we always thank people for meetings and stuff like that because that's the proper etiquette. Yeah. Right, it's right. funny. Yeah, people don't they it's, don't do it that much. It's you know? funny how far a little bit of appreciation goes. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I when an actor I I I really appreciate it when an actor thanks me or sends me a card, you know, even a personal note. It doesn't have to be long. Just, "Hey, thanks so much for the audition." Like, "Oh, cool." And yeah. I remember that, you know? Yeah. Right. And if you can if you can drill that into like your your daily routine even where it's like okay who did I meet this this week or or who did I meet in the last two days let me just go through circle back yeah and and if you can keep a like a, a, a some sort of tracking system where you can sort of say all yeah. right who's about to fall off the map let me make sure I circle back with them right right and it, it's kind of like this whole idea of the of the whole like the plate spinning you know and, and you don't want to let any of your plates drop and yeah. and fall because then all that effort's wasted. Yeah, totally. Know? And you, it's promotion, too, right. right? You know, as actors, until you become hugely successful, you and are... And everyone's re- chasing you. Yeah, you're <laughs> responsible. you got to promote it, right? You're right. promoting you. Yeah. Right. And, and, and it's funny in this town, too, you know, it, you know, if you're here long enough, you'll see the people who stay and the people who go, but you'll move up with all the people that stay. And if you, you're keeping contact and you're keeping yeah. in contact, you'll grow together. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, I think we're about to start wrapping things up. I wish we had more time. This is incredible. Uh, we're just getting so much, so many awesome tips and tricks. And but, I, but if you want more, get the book. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Get from start to start. Right. Yeah. Um, so, Lisa, one thing we love to do is to just have you sign off with a call to action to everybody out there listening. Oh, okay. All right. Well, my call to action would be um, for all these actors out there this is your dream and this is your passion then you have to go for it and you have to persist no matter what barriers and blocks come in your way because that's what's important it's your dream and you have to go for that dream so i that's what i have to say yeah yeah it's pretty powerful beautiful yeah Cool. I'm, uh, yeah, let's go for your dreams out there, guys. So, yeah, well, absolutely. well, thank you, Lisa, for being a part of the great Hollywood adventure. Yeah, it, thanks, guys. Awesome. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Thanks, Lisa. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Great Hollywood Adventure. Tune into the gha.com for more details on all of our episodes, and be sure to subscribe to our show in iTunes. Also, if you're an actor looking for a demo reel that's going to set you apart from the herd. Be sure to stop by LAReels.com. We've got everything you need to produce your own demo reel, short film, web series, whatever it is, whether it's a feature film or commercial, we've got you covered. And if you have any recommendations for guests that you think would be a good fit for the show, feel free to reach out to us directly, either at brett at LAReels.com or noah at LAReels.com. Feel free to drop us a line anytime. anytime. Yeah. And the biggest compliment is sharing us with your friends and family and your loved ones. So share away. This is a podcast produced by the LA Reels team. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Catch you later.